pretty good. Is that good? That was pretty good. I We've tried. had some weak ones lately. Really? Who's yeah. been doing the weak ones? Uh, Scott's not done a couple great ones. I'm amazed. Oh, I killed one the other you day. Did, did yeah. you really? Oh, yeah. I got to go right. back and listen. Welcome to Backstage with the Simple Church. That is Blake Lawson, you hear. Hello. And our producer, Jordan Phillips. What up? What up? And another more quiet guest who probably won't scream, Kelly Lawson, Blake's dad. Give us a good one. Aloha. Hey. Oh. There we go. From the islands. I like now, it. you're listening at home. You might picture. Like a Samoan man, <laughs> giant Hawaiian guy, but Kelly is not. <laughs> but he lives in Hawaii. Kelly came in for Easter with Blake, and we have you here to recap Easter 2022. Sometimes yes. we're recording these way in the past, but when you're hearing this today, mm. we recorded on Tuesday, yesterday, and just fresh off of Easter, and we want to talk about it today. So, Kelly, thanks for coming on. Yeah, well, this is great. I've always been told I have a face for radio, so. <laughs> perfect. Yeah, you fit in among these people right here. <laughs> and so, I know your wife, Amy, is a regular listener. I don't know she if you is. ever listen or hear it in the car by accident, but we appreciate the Lawson family being podcast listeners. And Blake, on staff with us, outdoor activities this yes. whole Easter. You were running the egg hunt, snow cones, games, all kinds of fun stuff. Man, just like we were asking God to do his thing on Easter, we were asking the Barksdale bubble, please activate. And they if you're did. out there, it was man, dicey. we were setting up. It was like setting up in a rainforest. There was like a weird mist the whole time. For real, like you could probably see like a quarter mile, and it just got misty. And I was we were like, oh I boy. was standing in the arena at one point, and I just happened to look out the handicap entrance. I was like, "Is it Jurassic Park?" Yeah, like that's what it looked like. It's super weird. <laughs> but as long as Blake had his hands up, it held the rain off. Yeah, that's right. So Kelly had to come prop his arms up <laughs> to keep him going. <laughs> Threw down a stick and turned into a snake and slid it away. He's like, "This is weird, but let's just keep hunting these tracks." <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So you were outside activities. You were in charge of all that. Jordan. Was. A lot of people don't know you're more behind the scenes. They might not see you on a Sunday, but you were integral mm, to the production. Integral. Talk about being inside of what you do on a Sunday like Easter. All right. Uh, I'm the audio director, so everything audio-wise happening If you is hear it, coming through Jordan me. had something to do with yep. it. The reason Chip is alive every Sunday is because Jordan is there to help. That's right. Quell the storm. <laughs> he has been a blessing, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know. Chip did it by himself a long time. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. And Chip still does a bunch of stuff. Absolutely. He's going to be dead when he's 50. <laughs> <laughs> Live hard. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's got a few more years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that number's getting close. No. So, Jordan, Chip on is a, gym. a Sunday like Easter, though, you guys have to set it all up on Saturday. Yep. So you rent the facility starting Saturday morning. Yeah, so we do rehearsals all week. Uh, we started loading out stuff. We set everything up at the convention center Thursday night, mm -hmm. or during the week. Programmed all the lighting, did all the band rehearsal and all that stuff, and then Thursday... And talk about why we do that. Why wouldn't we just go to the CenturyLink or the Brookshire Grocery Arena? Well, every day that we're there, it costs money. That's and exactly it's not right. cheap. This is backstage. So. so we do all that Thursday evening after rehearsal. We loaded everything out. Uh, so we got out of there probably around 11 Thursday night p.m. So you got it all in trucks and trailers from moving yep. the convention center to the Brookshire Grocery Arena. Yep. And then all the trucks and stuff get moved Friday. We take Friday off. And then Saturday morning at 6.30, Chip and I were there starting to get things going. So we start having all of our meetings with the people of the building and all the riggers to hang everything. And then we start pulling in trucks. The preparation everything for off. Easter starts in like February. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
it's a hike to get there. It's a lot yep. of moving pieces. And I think oh, yeah. if you're just listening or if you watch online, you don't appreciate the scale of it a lot. I think oh, my you just goodness. don't know because we just don't know. Yeah. And you go through. So, Kelly, you were fresh eyes. You were coming in. This is your first Easter of Simple Church, correct? Yes, that's correct. That's right. And so you coming in, you've watched online in Hawaii. You guys are apart. You've seen Absolutely. and talked to Blake. But what was it like with a first-time experience coming into Easter? Well, you know, it's it's kind of the, the Super Bowl of the, the church calendar. Sure. Uh, so seeing... The, the big show was was really something. Uh, I mean, it, it, it was a big production. And uh, I, I didn't really feel like an outsider because everybody is so welcoming. You know, and, and uh, yeah, I've, I've known all the, the people from Simple Church forever and been to Simple Church for, uh, you know, I've known everybody before it was even Simple right. Church. Uh, so it's fun to have uh, a lot of new folks come up and they're so welcoming. They're, oh, let me introduce you around. And you're like, who, who are you, kid? Yeah, I've been here forever. <laughs> uh, but uh, everybody was really, really nice and uh, just made you feel so part of the team. Uh, so, uh, and it's impressive to just see the complexity of this production, the inside and the outside, uh, and and all the things that have to happen in sequence to make it all fit together, and, and it, it, it just you guys make it look easy when I happen to know it's not. <laughs> you got to see more backstage. We yeah. got done with the first service because we uh, we do the live pre-show and then roll into the service and then we start the ser- or music and then get to the sermon and all the talkbacks when we got to the sermon part where that's like. Hey, we can all kind of chill. Take and a breath, Justin right? Can, and it's out of your hands. Yeah, and at, I got on the talk back. I'm like, what just happened? Because <laughs> it's such <laughs> a, a blur. Whirlwind, it happens right? so yeah. fast. Oh yeah. So absolutely. And so talkbacks. You have radios. You're talking to each other yep. and interconnecting. How many people roughly are making the production side happen inside the room on a Sunday? Oh man, uh, just ballpark. There's probably probably close to twenty. So those are highly trained, specific things of camera operators, soundboard, monitors for the band to hear themselves, video, video Chip switching. doing his thing, Chip's lights. Yeah, people don't understand Chip's job because oh he goodness. is like trying to make sure everything works, but he has people under him to really run everything, and then the building calls and there's something going on with the building, and so then right. he's got to pull off and do that. So Chip does a great job. He manages he really all does. that. All week, every week. It's crazy. Another inside backstage thing some of y'all might not even know about. We almost had an Easter baby born in the Brookshire Grocery A couple. <laughs> a couple. A couple. Two? I only know well, one. Well, Lexi Lakeby was is due yesterday. Okay. Or uh, what was it? Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And she was just walking around. I was like, what the heck are you doing here? <laughs> Get out of here. And I was, she was like, oh, happy Easter. I'm like, go home. In you do not need to be here. In second pre-show, I see a Brookshire Grocery Arena staffer running, and a lady was having contractions and had to go out. She ended oh up not having the baby. Goodness. It was okay, but there's a lot going on. Yeah. So Chip oversees a lot of that. That's 20 people that are the specific jobs. And again, those guys are great and girls that run all that and like hitting the switcher, going yep. and making sure the camera shots are right. And sometimes, again, nobody's perfect. Keeping Justin If you're online watching online, yeah, that's right. <laughs> You can't predict the weather, but you got to be able to go and adjust. So, Blake, talk about outside. How many people roughly do you think were outside running all the games, the snow cones, the egg hunt, doing that? Good night. Um, outside, we had two shifts of probably like 30 people each time. Yeah, so, so we had a good 60 people outside. Just running outside activities, and that's yeah. not to mention the preschool inside. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, There's a lot Chrissy's got on. all her inside stuff. She had cafe, countless volunteers. There's yep. There had to be, what, 80 inside? Oh, any, yeah, probably at least. At any given time. And then the cafe people, there's people running baptism with Brian. was a bunch of moving parts. So I think yes. the coolest thing, too, and 
I'm inside the whole time. It's like I'm in a bubble. Right. I never even walked outside. Right. I never even walked on the concourse. Which is but, funny because I did outside activities, and there'd be years that I never came inside except to go to service and go right yeah. back out. But what yeah. I thought was super cool is that our volunteers are so great because there's so many people in there. Yeah. But you can find somebody with a green shirt to help you out. Right. Absolutely. And that is the, a perk of the green shirts. Yes. Some people are like, oh, it's Easter. We want to dress up. I personally never had a problem like that. I'm guessing none of you guys, that was your thing. But I know that there's people like, man, we want to dress up, it's Easter. But that green shirt, being able to find a volunteer, have a name tag, really is strategic because it helps to be able to notice them. It also empowers them because, you know, you give them that shirt and that tag, and then all of a sudden they're ready to do whatever and make a church run. And it could be just some random person that you've, you know, met, background checked, and then talked to a couple times, and they're like, do... Put me wherever. I'm down to help. <laughs> yep. Literally, we had a couple people, and you know, we're walking around, got the walkies or whatever. Like, okay. By the way, like my first Easter here, I was like, okay, they've done this what, 14 times. They they're gonna have this down to a science. It's a wonder it happens every time. Like every time we have a successful <laughs> when service, you know what's going on behind the scenes. Yes. That's exactly right. From the outside, it looks like it's put together. But everybody from me to Justin to the volunteers to Justin, I don't think the volunteers really get it how close it is every year, but we're like, oh my goodness, like, oh, we did it. And it then always one happens. More, yeah. But something about a green shirt and a name tag, they're just down. They're like, put me wherever I need to be. I'm down to make church happen, whatever that looks like. And, and it's it really, really cool. A great attitude. And again, we could not afford to pay everybody that needs to do no it. Way. And that is where the volunteers having the family feud the other night with a couple hundred volunteers there with probably about 300 volunteers to make Easter happen that rotated through. That is incredible, and stuff like moving tables and chairs that takes the convention center, the Brookshire Grocery Arena staff, six hours, eight hours to do it, we can knock out in 20 minutes because people oh, are yeah. willing to serve to come and work and do whatever and give up that time, and it's a big deal. So we appreciate you if you volunteered. Thank you, everybody, happened. So Kelly, just coming in with fresh eyes again, what did you end up actually doing? What were you physically voluntold to do I told Easter? him when he got here, do not look anybody in the eye. <laughs> I was like, they're going to put you somewhere, and you're my dad. And, uh, yeah. Well, I had, I think, probably the coolest job there. Uh, you know, we had the the paper airplane guy. The, yes, uh, John, John Collins. John Collins. Great. Shout out to John. Wow, he was awesome. So he was up uh, on the, the, the high steps as people came out so they could meet him and all that. But we also had a, a place set up that uh, the kids could come up and make their own little airplanes, and we had targets that they could throw them at. Uh, so I was getting to help kids, fo- and, and some adults too, fold their airplanes <laughs> to, to throw them. And I was like, as hey, an Air Force man, were you qualified for that? You to make some paper airplanes in your day? Some of them flew okay. Okay, all you right. Know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't try to. We got to meet uh, John Collins the night before, and, and yeah, y'all got to dinner with dude, him. Yeah, yeah. He it, just awesome. It was so fun to talk to him, and the guy knows a lot about paper airplanes. He's uh, really cool because he's got two modes, and you can definitely speak to this. He's got like a uh, like he's completely sociable, and you talk to him, and he's the coolest guy ever. He'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. And then he's got this mode, like you can tell he's so, you know, the paper airplane guy, that title could kind of go anywhere. But when he starts talking about it, he knows everything. He's got such a passion for it. The science. I mean, and just, his yeah. brain, sw- like he's not even looking at you anymore. He goes completely like Rain Man. I picture on. the uh, Russell Crowe meme where yeah. it's all the numbers it's just numbers and beautiful flying in his head. And he's like <laughs> talking about fl- fuselage. And if you, if you fold the wings and you get lift on the, like, uh, he's like, you can make ailerons with the little papers, and he's like, don't even going. know what that word means. <laughs> what was so funny was, is we're in the middle of rehearsals, and I hit Will up, our monitor guy, and I said, "Hey man, is John here yet? Have you seen him? Because we need to get him mic'd up, and everything was we're getting kind of close to time." And then I look up, and there's a guy on stage that's like throwing airplanes around, <laughs> and do, I'm like, "Okay, I guess he's here." And he was like. <laughs> 
this air conditioning in here is strong. Yeah. (laughs) So he had a story about that he told on the podcast we did with him. We interviewed him on Zoom where he went to Brazilian Tonight Show. They flew him down, and the air conditioning was so strong where he was at that it knocked every plane down, and he couldn't get any to fly. So they ended up using a pre-recorded thing and didn't use it. That airplane that he threw just went around Justin. Around Justin's head. That was was crazy. But if you'd seen the Conan clip, it's the same plane that he let Conan throw on Conan O'Brien, and it just went straight in the ground. Justin did it first try in the first pre-show. I don't know if y'all saw that. It was amazing. Justin was actually super good at it. Shockingly. Yeah. So John Collins was awesome. Y'all got to eat dinner with him. You got to be there. So on Saturday, what were y'all doing for setup? You got involved in that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, the whole team just shows up, and there's just uh, open fields and empty stairs. And uh, it was just like watching ants uh, run around, and everybody was doing their thing. And uh, if, if ever anybody ever stopped for a minute and looked around like they didn't have something to do, someone would go, hey, can you help me? Yeah, you know, exactly. That's what Blake was saying. Don't make eye contact. Don't put your hands in your pockets. <laughs> no. Nope. And, uh, and Blake and I were talking about if, you know, the, the act of serving is so mm. uh, fulfilling that even if we'd gotten everything set up and it started pouring and the, the guests that we're trying to serve didn't even – come it would still be fulfilling for the people that that did yeah. the act of service right. so uh so that was really uh really neat and you know it was dicey saturday oh we, we weren't sure what was gonna dicey. happen it, we we were praying that uh, rain off you know around the barksdale bubble i guess that's uh, right don't <laughs> act like you don't know you were stationed here you have stuff you can't tell us that's fine but there's secret technology oh uh, well you know can't <laughs> confirm nor deny you know uh so uh, but it, it was it was really great and one of the ladies that uh, came up she had a, a just a little little boy probably three years old maybe just starting to talk level and so we're folding up the uh, the uh, airplane for him and i asked her hey you know it, the second service is about to start and i said hey did you make the first service what'd you think and she goes service yeah we just saw this you know it looked like a carnival <laughs> and and so we stopped behind i'm like oh yeah the big show's inside she <laughs> oh, and so, so they they moved on uh, uh up into the big service that's so, awesome yeah it was it was and that's how in hawaii we found the church that we still go to today uh years and years ago uh we kept we were looking for a church when we first got to Hawaii and saw something that was very much like what we saw outside the uh, the uh, Easter service this time, and that's what why we stopped by. Us. Stopped what is by. this? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's our church. Tricked so. you. <laughs> Come on in. That's super cool. That's it's awesome. Really, really. I always cool. wonder like how often that kind of goes back to the movie theater days. Of right. Like, how often do people just walk up on it or drive by and go, "What is going on there?" Yeah. And they stop and. Oh, now they're in church. You the know. coolest story, I remember that, and we've said it a couple times throughout the years, but a guy named Russell Lillard was a grandfather, went to a movie with his granddaughter the first year of Simple Church, and he came. He's like, what are y'all doing? He was not a church guy at all. Ended up coming and volunteering, got baptized. When he got baptized, he told us he was an ex-convict. He'd been arrested for stealing when he was 18. Hmm. He had left church and not done anything in 50 years, and it was a volunteer was there every Sunday. He's passed away now, but it's just, you never know. When being out know. in the community, being out where stuff's at, and trying to go and be Portable is a lot of work. It's complicated, yeah. but it's going where people are and being there instead of just come to me, come to me, come to me. And so it is really, really cool. And that's awesome that I found somebody. I was also efficient, though. I was looking for you and Scott fixing the case because I stumbled upon on Saturday <laughs> Scott laying on the ground. I'm going to be nice to Scott. He's not here today, but it was not a flattering pose. And Scott is there trying to fix this case of the wheels had broken, which is important if you want to roll stuff and move it around. Got to have wheels. And Kelly's on the inside of the case, and it looks like Scott is on one side, 
and Kelly's legs or Scott's legs coming out the other side. <laughs> it looked Scott like was he about eight feet tall, <laughs> like eight feet long legs. It's awesome. That was, that was one of the highlights of my Saturdays. Yeah. I walk up and I do a double take, and I was like, "Oh, Kelly's in there." <laughs> That's not Scott. That's funny. Uh huh. But there's a lot of stuff because when stuff breaks, you got to fix it on the fly. You got to make sure stuff's working. You want to yep. move it around and make it easier. And again, we have great people, incredible moving sand. It's just another thing people don't think about. Oh my gosh. 2011 or 2012 was when we had super bad wind. It came on real fast. We'd set everything up on Sunday morning and like 8 39 o'clock the wind comes and a tent just flew down the parkway was rolling for a quarter of a mile half a mile before somebody caught it in a truck i think it was bruce shout out to bruce shout out be bruce we've had some bad weather thankfully it stayed off this time and we've learned so now we bucket all of this tents so there was gosh 12 15 tents Oh, yeah. That all there have yeah. buckets of sand, so somebody's got to pick up sand. you got to weigh it down, make sure it doesn't blow off and lose a tent. Sean Horton and Jack. There we go. So there's just a lot of moving stuff. It's complicated, and that's what Backstage with the Simple Church we're talking about because oh, yeah. it is a lot. Jordan, let's go back. So on Saturday, you start at 6.40 in the morning, 6 o'clock. What yep. time? And then what time are you done on Saturday? Uh, well, this year, since we did all rehearsals and everything at the convention center this week, it actually went up pretty quick. Saturday was actually pretty easy for us, honestly. It went up quick. Relatively. Relatively, yeah. In the past, because yeah. there's some years that y'all been there until when? Oh, midnight. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Um, but we got, I left there at 6.30 Saturday. Okay, wow. so 12-hour day on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. And then Easter Sunday, you're there, we do the service, and then everything's got to come down. <laughs> it's got to be out of there by Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so what time did y'all leave on Sunday? We left at 2.30. Wow. Yep. That's early. That's really good. That's that when we good. left. Because there's been times that you've been there. Yeah, long. we've gotten smart over the last few years. Look at so. you. Oh, yeah. Proudy. We're still figuring it out. <laughs> still figuring it Getting out. Getting better. But, yeah. I think we can get out of there faster. I got a way, I got another Ooh. way we can get out of there Roller faster. Skates. But right. we're going to have to wait and see. You nice. say roller skates. We have Joe's skates. Literally, one of our guys built some things to move the screen that slide up the feet of the screen notch in it, and they're called Joe's skates. Like Joe Ole? Yeah, mm-hmm. Joe Ole. I'm glad he was there, man. He was. He had the pancreatitis and everything, dude. That's right. He powered through. Was down and out. Up. Joe's a huge volunteer, helps out. Not huge volunteer. He is great. <laughs> that is a normal-sized human. That is a big help <laughs> in being able to go and move stuff around. It's and nine, he was seven. down and out this week, and we're glad he's feeling better and coming out 9-7. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's like good. That's right. So 2.30. So that's really impressive. Yeah. That's more than usual because there's been years where it's not that smooth. Yeah. Well, we use, we have a specific lighting truss that we have at the convention center that's got wheels on it. We just bring the truss down, pop those wheels on and roll it out. What is truss, Jordan, if somebody doesn't know? If you look up in the air on Sunday and you see all the lights that are hanging off, that's called truss. The metal pieces that actually yep. hold the lights, you mm. bring it and to the ceiling. If you're wondering if they weigh a million pounds, they sure do. Sure do. Yep. You no. want to be heavy enough to hold the lights and not fall. Yes. That'd be bad. Yeah, I, yes. I'm, I don't get near those. <laughs> no. <laughs> not your thing. Absolutely. So that's awesome. So outside, inside, all the moving parts, all torn down. Easter mm. was great. Kelly, let's talk about what we were doing good this time, because every Easter we try to partner, do something for somebody else, and this time it was all about military families. You've probably known a couple of those over the years. So talk about your Air Force experience just real quick and moving around the country, where are some places you've been and what was it like being out in the world, not having family around, trying to go and be in an Air Force? Do you have any good Air Force stories? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we've lived a lot of places. We uh, were lucky to have uh, three assignments at Barksdale for a total of 14 and a half years. And then in between there, you know, we went to Boston for a year and we went to uh, Rhode Island for a year in Newport, uh, Hawaii for a couple of, uh, of years the first time, and then a bunch the last time in, uh, in Florida uh, for a while. 
And, uh, you know, we were in a pretty good position where we could come home and visit family fairly often. So, you know, we never experienced that, that deep funk of, wow, I haven't seen my family for a really long time. But uh, a lot of the young guys and girls don't have the, uh, the money to, you know, just buy a plane ticket here and there. And uh, so a lot of them would end up uh, not seeing their family for a really long time. So uh, Amy, a couple of times was what's called a key spouse, uh, which is kind of the designated. Usually, it's the commander's. Uh, wife. I feel like she's a key spouse, though, in a lot of ways. <laughs> at, at our house, she's <laughs> she's pretty central to the whole thing, and and that's an somebody that's yeah. uh, it's kind of a role. It's not a paid position by any means, sure. but it, it's kind of a role of making sure that everybody who, if you've got some young folks that can't make it home, and there's a Easter or Christmas or whatever that that you kind of take them in and make sure that they feel like uh, if they can't be with their family, at least they're with their the deployed family. And so uh, that's awesome. So yeah, she's, she's done a lot of good with that. And that's kind of an air force thing. Would it be a lot? Would it be a few? Like how many, what would those gatherings look like? When mixed bag. Yeah. Mixed bag. Just depending you know, on the place. Yeah. You know, and, and so, you know, if you can't go have uh, uh, dinner with your family, if you can uh, come and do it with, with the local folks that, that just helps them uh, yeah. through. Uh, but the stuff that you guys were doing yesterday could a- enable people to go see their family right. and, mm. uh, and that, that'll charge you up. Uh, recharge your batteries just like nothing else. So uh, I had a niece that uh, went into the Air Force and she was uh, a security forces uh, person and ended up going to Minot where she didn't know anybody and was they'd helicopter her out to guard a, a missile uh, field, you mm-hmm. know, and you, you talk about lonely, yeah, that can be lonely. <laughs> so uh, there were uh, uh, people that helped get her home once in a while. And, and uh, it's it, you, you can't quantify just the uh, how much that can help somebody's outlook on life oh yeah absolutely so we partner with warrior network Mm -hmm. is a local organization that helps the families and people going through deployments and different stuff Mm -hmm. my personal story that i always remember is my grandmother was uh married to my grandfather who's in the air force he did two tours in vietnam flew kc-135s and he ended up being deployed in vietnam when my aunt was born and i believe she was five or six months old so she had a three-year-old my dad and my aunt two kids by herself in Vietnam. And I remember asking her once I'd got married, I was a little older. I was like, how did you do that? She's like, everybody just helped each other. It was like all these different deployed families and we get together and you'd watch my kids when I have a doctor appointment and you'd go down and do it. And that was the sixties mm-hmm. and just trying to figure out of, you got to just rally together and right. they make it military families that you yeah. pull in and do stuff. And people like Amy would be able to do that probably for my grandma that was by herself in the middle of Montana and being Billings and not know anybody. And you just got to do it. You got to yeah. figure out a way to make it happen. And so Warrior Network does great with that. They do a big event each year and then they help families throughout. And then the other side of that is Woody's Home for Veterans. We've partnered with before and done some do good days. We've given some of the money to them because they're helping the people that are retired military that maybe don't have family here that ended up here for whatever reason and trying to go and figure out end of life, a different phase of life, yeah. but getting families to come be able to visit them, come in and something that we've talked about doing and trying to get all that because it's complicated. It's yeah. just a lot of moving parts and everybody figures it out and you do something. But if you're sitting there home by yourself and don't have a way to get home and see somebody, it probably is a, something that we will never understand and really get. Blake, you've had a little bit of that. You've been deployed here and <laughs> not yep. being able to go home for holidays <laughs> and be able to go and see your family as much as you wanted to. And COVID the last couple of years just made things complicated and it stinks. Caleb's another guy on staff with us. His family's in Hong Kong. He I've seen his seen brother it. in three years. Yeah, and he's mm-hmm. coming in this July. Knock on wood, make sure everything stays good and ready for him. But Come on, Josh. Can't imagine you, what that's like. That's right. Absolutely. Hopefully he listens. I've never heard of We're going to get Caleb to get him to download the podcast. Yeah, we'll try and do that. <laughs> that's right. So, Blake, as a military kid, do you remember anything of being deployed or going out? Not deployed, sorry. You weren't deployed. But when you were in different places where you're moving around of it was weird or not being around your friends and what that was like. 
Uh, it's definitely bizarre, especially with what, you know, dad does and what dad would always do. Like, I remember in Hawaii, like, the military definitely tries. I think the, the most success they have is through doing key spouse stuff and having kind of the community take care of itself. Because I remember, you know, when the military really tries in, tries to step in and be, like, warm and inviting, it's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> uh, this one time... It's not their strength, necessarily. No, uh... This this one job that Dad had in Hawaii, I remember. I knew where he worked. I knew he worked on a I don't know if I can Camp Smith. You know, yeah, he doesn't work there anymore. So edited, redacted. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck trying to find him. Um, but he he said, okay, I work in China Strategic Response, and that's pretty much all I can tell you. He worked like in a building, in a vault, in a vault, in a vault. And so, did you ever see a Resident Evil movie or play the games? I picture yeah. that thing that's underground. The you're hive. not far that's right. off. That's pretty much what it was. And um, so, it's more like, of a get smart thing. Oh, okay, yeah. there's a different generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this one Christmas, they were like, okay, so I'd never been in this office. Like I'd been in a couple of dads' office. Like when you lived here in uh, Barksdale, it's and stuff. fake office above the surface. Yeah, yeah. He's like, all the actors came in. They're like, <laughs> hey, it's it's Colonel <laughs> Kelly's son. Um, but. Uh, so we we I'd never been in his Hawaii office because obviously we weren't allowed in there, and then uh, his headquarters was like, okay, we're gonna try and do a really special thing for families. You know what I'm talking about? Um, they emptied out like the the entrance hall to the building, and that was all they could do. It's just like a hallway, and there was like tables along the sides with cookies and like uh, eggnog on them, and that was the whole Christmas <laughs> part. Do you remember this? I do. Hallway it party. Was, it was like, okay, military, this you do so much. <laughs> this fell a little flat. <laughs> China's not invaded us, but we can work on Christmas it was like, oh, So this is where you work, a beige hallway. <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. But, uh, no, the military, it, they take care of their own. And um, aside from beige hallways, like, they're, they... I definitely we had it weird kind of growing up because every year was a different place. Right, Hawaii we really got lucky because we retired out there and that's where we kind of found our biggest footing and uh, made all our friends and went to New Hope and that was great. And really, without New Hope, I don't think if driven by that uh, carnival looking thing and popped in, then I don't know if I might have been here because I yeah. might have not been called to church. But and that was the church in Hawaii you guys joined or were part yeah. of. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Be able and to build that community and take you in. Oh yeah. Military's definitely difficult, but I'd say I wouldn't change a thing about that's awesome. What it was. So do you remember doing any of those events with your mom for other families? Like as a kid, were you going along with that or was it something that Oh yeah. Yeah. Every every now and again, uh and thankfully we didn't get the worst of the deployment stuff. I remember you would go on TDYs like wherever Which stands all the time. For? I don't even know. Temporary duty. Yeah, come yeah. on. Trips. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, just that's gone for a week. They said an acronym and he's gone. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's you know what? That's what be- being a military kid is. They're right. like you know, uh, pick um TDYs, uh, ABC, MSG, BCG. <laughs> the Air Force is bad. I work with the Navy a lot now, and they just scrunch a bunch of words together. It's even oh, worse. Navy or, does it. If there is any Navy people, you can't even deny this. They just do it to be mean. They make stuff up. And it's <laughs> like complicated. It's like what we're gonna do a. 360 PNG uh, 45. It's like, what is that? We're g- I'm gonna take a bathroom break. <laughs> they just do stuff like that. <laughs> Made all... it more complicated. Yes, than it to be. exactly. Just to kind of hold it over you. But um, a lot of my friends growing up, like we would go to different bases, and their parents, like especially enlisted people, get deployed. Mm. Like drop of a hat. It's like, okay, you're gone for six months. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, got my missions. I've got you know, a, a month, sometimes shorter, to make that happen. And then they're gone, and so. You know, it. even after you've had it done, you know, even after your dad or mom has been deployed before, it still sucks. Like, your oh, your parents yeah. just gone for, like, half a year. And uh, definitely stepping in and being there for those guys was 
very integral. But um, we talked to a guy yesterday. Uh, you know, Dad's here, so it's time to get stuff done around the house and like you <laughs> know stuff I have. That you I've live been with your grandmother. On. I live with my grandma. And so when Kelly comes in and stays, he's helping around the oh, house, putting you to work. Oh yeah, it's fun, but we're gonna make stuff happen. And so Absolutely. one of the things we had to do was uh, my military ID expired, and to get on base, you know, that's important they're they pretty like that they prefer that not super lax about the whole id thing on the nuclear base <laughs> but um we went in and there's this really cool dude working at the the everybody we met on base was super happy to be there super inviting and normally like stuff you'd have to run errands you're not really looking forward to doing it but everybody we met was just amazing it's awesome and there's this one guy and he was working at the id um center like where they distribute them and everything right and um we were, you know, just cutting it up, asking, like, the guy who was in there before us was, like, he was getting an ID, but he was talking about being an MMA fighter, and so he was going to, like, stop or, like, back off doing military stuff and start doing MMA training, <laughs> which is crazy. And I was asking about that and, you know, asking about why the guy was doing ID stuff, and he said he'd been deployed ten times, and it was six <clears throat> months on, six months off. He'd been to, like... Uh, Belarus and like Bahrain and Diego Garcia, uh, like er he'd been all over the world making IDs everywhere he goes. <laughs> and some of the pilots, he's like six months on, six months off is bad. But some of the pilots, they get four months on, or no, yeah, four months deployed and then two weeks back home, and then four months again. And it was just repeating until you know the the situation is taken care of. Dang. And so like you'd come back and see the same guy sitting there waiting to go home, and it's like, hey, you know, how's home? How's the U.S. and it's crazy. Like it's the stuff life. people do for our absolutely. country is absolutely crazy, and, and you just don't know, right? And take it for granted that keeping yeah. us safe, and they're out there and appreciate it. Well, I was talking to one volunteer who helped set up, and he had a year deployment in Iraq, National Guard, and eight months in, they said, "Hey, we think we're gonna have to send you to Afghanistan for another six months." And he was like, "Hey, I don't really want to. <laughs> I'd like yeah. to go home and see my wife. Been married less than two years, and so they ended up pulling out of Afghanistan and not happening. But you just are at their mercy, Kelly. Well, that and, happened you know. with us. By, by the way, anytime the military sends you a thing." Like an email that says hey, congratulations, <laughs> you're done. Like that's that's not something. That's a you red flag. See. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I was uh, sitting at my desk one day when I was still in uniform, and uh, we uh, had almost 29 years in, and you know, we'd been praying for, hey, you know, let us know when it's time to get out. We're just looking for for guidance, some kind of sign. And uh, so I had a, another year to go because you know you have to stop at 30 if you make general, and. Uh, <laughs> So and and was that Blake's, on the table? Yeah, no, I, okay, no, no right. yeah, it, it, you turned it down. That had <laughs> that had passed. Uh, Want to uh, stay humble? <laughs> no, I, I had already exceeded my level of incompetence. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but I, as Blake says, you know, I get this this email from the the colonel's group that says congratulations, and you know, it's Friday afternoon. You know, the way they do things, and uh, so I opened it up, and it it said uh, you've been. Uh, assigned to 13 months in Kuwait. And before that, there's eight months of training in like five different places. So basically it was going to be a really long deployment. And yeah. I'm like, well, there, there's, there's the, the sign. There's Good the sign. sign as any. You know? Thanks, Lord. <laughs> and here's my retirement. Yeah. And, and I'm out. Out. yeah so yeah, I called Amy and she's like, yep, push the button. So, you know. You, Is it an actual button? Uh, you it's, got... it's, so you go on the screen, <laughs> uh, you know, you go yeah. to a website and you would think it would be a red button, but, right, it's, right. but it's a blue button and it says, I'm out. And uh, it just eject your seats, your desk. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, all, all the air sucks out of the room. Yeah, so you're you're finished. And, and about uh, with all the 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 uh, terminal leave and all that, uh, about two weeks later, I was done. So wow, it was, it was that fast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So ninety minutes after I got the email, we 
applied for retirement, and two weeks later, I was out of the building. So, yeah, it, it, it happens fast. And no regrets about it, huh? <laughs> no, it, it, it's worked just the way God had planned it. So, uh, That's awesome. Yeah, our only regret is that Blake's so far away from us. Uh, must I thought you were going to say, my only regret is Blake. <laughs> yeah. No, no. There's some conversations behind that. I understand. That, but... I understand. I'll figure. Yeah, yeah. No, we are thankful to have Blake. We are excited, yeah. and I know that... He's been a blessing to us and be able to be here, and that's got to be hard, though. And so I know you're waiting on your other kids to graduate, hopefully yeah. be a little closer. We'd love to see y'all more. Yeah. But that's it for this episode. Woo. We want you, though, if you are interested in being more involved with Simple Church, finding out more about it, to check out Partner Party on Sunday, May 1st, just a couple weeks away. We're going to Bojack's. It's the chef's table next door. We would love for you to find out more. It's what we call joining the church. I did air quotes because we don't need people that are joiners. We need partners, people that are willing to come to help mm. to partner with us. And so we'll do dinner for you. You guys can find out more about the church, get more information about how that really works and what it means to be a partner. It's free dinner over at Bojack's. It's great food and it's a good time. Justin goes about an hour to hour and a half just explaining what that is. We have childcare available if you need your kids, but make sure that you're there with us on May the 1st. If you are not a partner, check it out. Any new Easter people listening to this episode, thanks for coming. Thanks for checking out Easter. Maybe it'd been a while. Maybe you'd watched online and finally made it in person. It's a big deal to us. It really matters. And we'd love for you to take that next step. May 1st, I'll put a link in the the bio of this episode to be able to find all the info. And guys, thanks for coming on. Jordan, thank you for helping make the production happen. Thanks for working hard all weekend, being away from your family really all week mm-hmm. leading up to it. Blake and Kelly, thank you guys for outdoor activities, making it great for kids. I know a bunch of people enjoyed that and had a blast. And who knows what people are going to sit on a podcast 10 years from now and say that they found Simple Church because they were outside with a carnival. Yeah, There you, there go. you go. Thanks, guys. Cool. Peace. <laughs>